contrary to my, what you might have heard, this guy is not falling. This weekend, stunk. But we're going to explain why there is still a lot of hope for the Cleveland Guardians, why you should not give up all belief in this team, why you should not think that they are dying so other teams could find success. The Cleveland Guardians will turn it around, and we'll explain why on today's episode of Locked on Guardians. You are Locked on Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, over there is Justin, and I am Jeff. A quick COA here at the start. I don't think COA is even the expression I want. Uh, Friday show. Uh, technology. PSA? What was it a PSA you're going a for? PSA, maybe, uh, you know, I, whatever it is. Friday show, we had, I had massive tech issues across the board. I was getting extremely frustrated. I couldn't even get Cam to work properly. Uh, I did have an error in the mock draft. I am going to do a quick, uh, like 10 to 15 minute video that is going to, I'm not going to sit here and re-explain picks. You can go watch that video if you want that, but I will explain the pick I skipped, even though I had, um, you know, everything in front of me. I have my preseason mock is what I was going with in front of me. Uh, I messed that up. Um, and then for the lateness of it, I, I started uploading at like 1230 my time, 130 your time. And for whatever reason, it just wouldn't upload. And then my computer would go to sleep and it'd stop uploading. And then my computer. So I checked about four times and it wasn't until the morning. So I just want to apologize for that. That is not how we operate. It's all on me. Don't blame Justin. I just technology decided to hate me. On Friday, much like um, many people were hating this weekend with the Guardians. And again, we are going to explain why, like, you might be having deja vu. Like, this is a very similar situation to a year ago. And anyone who is writing off this team right now, again, we are barely into the second game of a football season. Calm down. There are reasons for optimism. But uh, yeah, this weekend was terrible. But it is kind of funny because if we think back to a year ago, remember when Boston just ate their lunch early on before uh, Boston completely fell apart? This this reminded me a little bit of that. Hmm. Yeah, Cleveland went nine and twelve last April, and even though it wasn't a good month, they had some good moments. And I'm going to talk about this later in the show. They moved on from mercado they moved on from zimmer they moved on from bradley that opened the door for some good things to happen and i think we have seen the similar signs this month even if they didn't want to do it so i'll talk about that later in the show so stick around for that yeah there are some positive things it wasn't a pretty month by any means april is all about survival right like you're unless you're the rays the rays are just going nuts even though they had a miraculous loss to the White Sox on Sunday who broke a 10-game losing streak, and they're a giant mess. It could be worse. It could be the White Sox. And they lost on Sunday. It's a bleep show in, in Chicago right now. Uh, the Twins, you know, like I said, even Tampa Bay going 23-6, and six, they're only three and a half up in their division. Cleveland's three and a half back. So, you know, it's, it's, everything's not left for dead, and the pitching is getting better. There are other things to work out there's a lot to be worried about in terms of relying on second year players and regression and things like that too. But um, yeah, it wasn't a pretty month, but I don't think it was a disaster to me. What we've seen in the past, it doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean it's, it's always going to work out this way and it may not work out this way that way this year, 
but April is often a lot about survival. And I would say the Guardians survived April. They did not lose the division. They didn't pull a Kansas City. They didn't pull a Chicago. I don't think Chicago's lost the division. They could get hot, but it looks like a mess. Uh, but, you know, like St. Louis is 10 back in the in the Central. The Pirates have come out of nowhere. Like, could you imagine if the Guardians were 10 games back right now of the Tigers or whatever? Like, yes, it would be a disaster. You could say 10 games out at the end of April is very bad news. They are not out. So they survived April. That's Considering what's happened, I would say that's, that's, that's enough for right now, even though it's frustrating. No, I agree. I think that's really kind of what we're looking at with all of this is – it's extremely frustrating, but it's it, it, there are too many people who just want to put a fork in this team, and I find that frustrating as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I, if we'd have done this podcast on Sunday, but Sunday going into Monday, I should say. Uh, well, we're doing the Sunday going into Monday. If we'd have done this podcast on Saturday going into Sunday, um, I would have said that I feel like I have felt the best about this team that I have all year because they played well Friday. They came back on Saturday, though they lost, and I, I kind of had a feeling they were going to lose Saturday after they came back. Like it just, it just you texted felt me that. Like, In fairness to you, yeah, like what, you, you literally, we were texting, and you literally texted that. I kind of felt like once they were going to extra innings, that something was going to go wrong. Um, so, but they still came back, which was a good thing for them. And then you know Sunday just leaves a sour taste in your mouth because they once again couldn't hit a left-hander, and this wasn't Devin Smeltzer. It wasn't. Braxton Garrett. It wasn't Austin Gomber. It was one of the best lefties in in the game. So I don't want to put too much on them for losing to Chris Sale because I don't care what hand Chris Sale throws with. He pitched his rear end off in this game, and he is still a good pitcher for as uh, as much of an issue as he ha- issues as he has right now. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to feel too bad about it, but at the same time. You know, they are struggling against left-handers overall. So it is something to, to talk about, even if it didn't matter what hand Chris Sale pitches with. But they, they lost and to they their sh- lefty. They, they shouldn't. Bad. They shouldn't. Like, this team is not, like, this is not the team of two to three years ago where there is no one who's, um, you know, just a, all, pl- you know, all trying to get the fat side of the platoon. They should be hitting lefties better. It's weird. They're, but, you know, we'll talk to Matt on the show, and he's part of the reason uh, for that struggle. Speaking of which... Uh, I heard this on the broadcast. It was a good point. The guard, like you know, the last time Cleveland faced Chris Sale, you know what year it was? Because his his journey has been weird lately. I mean, I would bet it was like four years ago. I would really honestly say like 2019. It was 2019, the last time the Guardians. Well, and I listened to the Boston broadcast, so I can't. I I, I did not. Yeah, that off the night. top of your cub. Uh, here here's the lineup Chris Sale faced last time he faced Cleveland: Francisco Lindor, Oscar Mercado, Carlos Santana. Fran Mel Reyes, Jose Ramirez was hitting fifth because remember, this is 2019 when he was still trying to come out of that that disastrous end of 2020, 2018. Roberto Perez, Jason Kipnis, Greg Allen, Tyler Naquin. That was the starting lineup. So there is literally one player still here from the last time Chris Sale. This is a whole new team. Even the pitchers, Mike Clevenger, somebody named Josh Smith pitched in that game for, the, for Cleveland. Adam Simber, uh, Tyler Clippard, Nick Whitgren. This is a whole new team that Chris Sale has not ever seen before. So that's just wild to me that that happened. But, uh, yeah, no shock they lost to a lefty. But Chris Sale was good. Give him give him some credit. I mean, I know people are like, ah, oh, I don't want to tip the cap to anybody. But Chris Sale was good. And he he's still a talented pitcher, as frustrating as it was. I think the more frustrating thing, Jeff, is 
I feel like this bullpen is leaving the door open quite a bit. Um, I know people are going to want to talk about Class A. We're going to talk about Class A. Uh, 99. Actually, I mean, he wasn't, wasn't great. He made me nervous. He made me nervous at every pitch, yeah, uh, but he, it wasn't he bad. got through it. Stefan was good Friday. Everything Friday looked great. Beaver went seven, even though it wasn't like his greatest start ever. He made he got you seven. Stefan was good. Class A was good. Um, but then Saturday, you know, the bullpen wasn't great. Curry saved the day a little bit. The, the offense came back, but, you know, the bullpen kind of bullpened again. And then Sunday, the bullpen just let things get spread out against Boston, and uh, it wasn't pretty. I mean – I was going to say it for later in the show, but do you, well, okay. Later in the show, we'll do a bullpen confidence check-in, but uh, right now I feel like the bullpen is, is, uh, I don't want to say it's taking on water, but I feel like there are some, there are some leaks that probably need to be plugged. Yeah. It's again, uh, people probably get tired of me saying this, but it's very similar to me with last year, like Nick Sandlin, not very good. And remember he wasn't good at the start of last year either until he had that. He didn't even get like fixed in, um, in the minors, he wasn't even down there very long, but for whatever reason, that like quick jaunt down there, he came back a different guy. 99 wasn't up at this time a year ago, so it's like, uh, you know, you're not pitching with the same guy that he um, was. It's it's at this time a year ago, um, your most consistent reliever was Eli Morgan, and people had concerns with Emmanuel Classe getting hit too much. So again, it is very deja vu to me. You know, we're going to we'll get into that. But, yeah, I'm not feeling too great um, outside of two to three guys in this pen. And but at the same time, I'm like, Henches is, you know. Hopefully back soon. Did we get a formal report? The original thought was maybe even this weekend he'd be traveling, right? Yeah, he well, he was supposed to pitch Sunday for Columbus and yeah. then the game got rained out. So I don't know. He might they might just skip his final appearance and say, OK, come meet us in New York. Or then maybe they wanted to pitch one more time. But the problem is that they wanted to pitch. One more time, they got to wait till Tuesday, which means he can't come back till Thursday. So I don't know. I'll see, we'll see what they do, but probably at least at some point this week. Um, Friday night, real quick before we, we throw it to break and go to our next segment, um, I was watching the game and I was like, man, it felt like Bieber didn't have command of any of his pitches. Like he was throwing all fastballs, all cutters, barely saw the slider, the curve. The curve has been a weird pitch for him. Since 2020, I feel like he really hasn't had his good curveball in a while. But he said after the game that was on purpose. He was throwing the fastball low and spotting it because he felt like all the Boston hitters, or he felt like his last start too, guys are looking for spin early against him, and they're just looking to sit on spin. So he went to the fastball early to get called strikes and get some more quick outs, and it worked. He got in the seventh inning. So it was a weird plan, but it, it seemed to work. But at first, I was very confused. So it's good to hear that was a – a game plan because like like class a the uh the swings and misses for bieber have kind of dried up which yes is whole, you know. i mean that's no i mean for the whole team uh <laughs> k rate right. be darned except for logan allen and tanner Bybee, apparently and trevor yes. Stephen. but yeah yeah at least saturday like i said saturday was the best i felt about this team all year the way they came back in that game it looked like the return of the guardiac kids so um I don't know. It's the best I have felt about them. Even though they lost, it was as good as I felt about them in a while. I thought coming from behind and, and feeling, and especially when you, they, it was the first time Kenley Jansen had allowed a run all season long. I was like, wow, maybe this is the day that Jansen finally is due to allow a run. And they had a good approach. Their approaches all weekend against Pavetta and, oh, and uh, Bio Cutter, were both good. 
Yeah, and Cutter Crawford's been really good this year, and they got to him for a, yeah. a, only one run. But, I mean, was that Brennan, right? Yeah, Brennan Homer. That was the one off Cutter. Yeah, and it, they had, they had a good, good approach all weekend. Yeah. We should we should probably take that first break, though, and then come back and get into all the fun with this uh, on today's episode of Locked on Guardians. Our first sponsor today is one of my favorites, and that are our good friends over at Built Bar. Uh, I do want to remind you, you can go to Sam's Club and grab a 13-bar box with brownie batter puff or churro puff, churro puff being a personal favorite of mine. Or you can go to Walmart, just make sure you go to the pharmacy aisle. But let's see what they got at Built Bar. Let's ignore the ad read. I know my bosses love it when I ignore the ad read and instead go to the website because... You know, if you go to the website, you build up points. I've built up many points through it. And then you use that promo code LOCK15 to save 15% on your order. Cookie dough chunk puff. I have not seen a chunk puff before, so that is something fun. Cookie dough is good. I've gotten that before just in terms of the bar. Peanut butter, they do super well. That is there. And, you know, peanut butter puff and peanut butter brownie balls. So go to BuiltBar.com today. Make sure to use the promo code LOCK15 and get yourself a delicious, great-for-you bar. And this show is also sponsored by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I've talked about it. I have someone who is a person who deals with anxiety and depression, and it is hard sometimes to talk when you have those moments, but often the best thing to do is that talk. Find someone you can trust. Find someone you can talk to. And uh, BetterHelp is going to put you together with a licensed therapist and you know, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, so to do your schedule. You don't have to go somewhere. You want max comfort when you're dealing with things. So you're going to fill out a questionnaire, get matched with the therapist, and guess what? If that therapist doesn't work, switch anytime for no additional charge. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Make sure on Monday you are checking out the Guardians broadcast on SiriusXM. Search for Cleveland Guardians on your SiriusXM app or on your dial. And uh, I want to be real quick to say, Savion Curry on Friday or Saturday, I should say, really saved the Guardians bullpen. I mean, that was a, a fantastic effort by him to come out of the bullpen. He's done this a couple times this year. I know he allowed a run, but... Four hits and two and two thirds, a strikeout. Stuff is really playing out of the bullpen. And I can't, I don't know how many times has he come in this year. And whoever whoever it has been, whether it's been Plesak or Gaddis or whoever else is not making it long in a start, I feel like Curry has come in and just given the team a chance to, to come back. And that's what they did Saturday because De Los Santos was great, even though Karen Shack was a little shaky. He got the job done. Morgan, that, that Eli Morgan inning on Saturday, I feel like was the most stressed out inning of, of the year. Like watching that was like, wow, I, I just didn't think it was going to, he was going to come through. He had a walk. He had two hits. The bases were loaded. And I, that was the most stressful inning of the year. I feel like at some points. And then of course, you know, class a came in and didn't have a whole lot of luck missing bats, but we'll talk about that. But uh, Hey, I'm still pushing for, I know, I know he saved the bullpen a little bit, but still pushing for Curry to get that rotation spot. Yeah, where are you going to put him, though? I guess that's my whole thing. Now that you've called up the other Please two. Stack. Well, I mean, once guys get healthy, which, I mean, supposedly Savali is going to Do what's best for the team right now. I yeah. just, I mean, it, I, I'm not opposed. I just, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, 
not that Plesak did anything to uh, cement his position over his last few starts. That is for sure. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I do kind of feel like what we saw with between Gaddis and Curry, who you and I both agree are kind of somewhat similar, though Curry probably has a better chance to be a starter just by having a more complete pitch mix. Gaddis is more of a two-pitch guy. Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, I do also wonder sometimes if, you know, he is successful in this role, so, you know, I, I totally understand trying out a new role, trying to figure out if there's a, a way that he, the player can be even more successful. But sometimes I do wonder, like, do we move a guy out of a role that works? Like, do you put him in the rotation, you know, and, and, and risk him running into failure? Um, maybe just keep him where he's successful for now, and then you can always revisit him in, in, in time. That's fair. I, I feel like you just do what's best for the team right me. now. and. Well, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I, I feel like you just do what's best for the team right now. And you worry about what happens when these guys come back when they're finally healthy. Because every time you think, oh, well, so and so is coming back to the lineup or the pitching rotation, they're finally going to be healthier. You need to make this move. It's going to be hard to make this move because this guy's coming back. Always something comes up. So there's a, someone gets hurt, something happens, and it doesn't matter because the timing always works out. Like that's just how baseball tends to work. So, I say you do what's best for the team right now. And when, when those guys come back, I mean, I feel like we feel better about McKenzie because we've seen guys come back from that injury before and obliques can just pop up throughout the year and they can linger and we don't have a lot of time to get a lot of Savali. You know, you don't have to trust with him based on his history. So do what's best for the team right now. And when those guys are ready to come back, figure it out then because, you know, you've got to do what's best for your team in the meantime. And I wonder, I agree with you, like leaving – a guy in a role where he's successful is important and something to consider, but how often is it good for the team when play sack goes out and he's throwing three innings, giving up five or six runs. And then you're going to Curry anyway, and your offense has to score six runs to try to get back in the game. How good is that? No, it's not. I just, they're so slow to make moves like this. I feel like they're always trying to reevaluate. Not that, like I said, again, I'm not opposed. I do wonder, um, I'm going to be curious to see how they juggle things when it comes to this pitching yeah. staff. Cause it's not like it's good, but it is established and they have been kind of sometimes kind of slow to move uh, away from what has been established. Well, where are you? Where, where is the good, the bad, the ugly after one month? Cause we told everybody that, you know, things are going to get better and not to, to have to jump off a cliff yet, but where are you at after a month? This is a team that, um, went three and six in their first nine series of the season. And that's after they beat Seattle three out of four in Seattle. And then, you know, they were, one, they were one of the six games that Oakland was allowed to win this year. So yeah. uh, they did lose a game to Oakland, but they still took that series. So they took the first two series of the year. One was a good win and the other one where they should have won. And then they beat the, the, the nationals in Washington, they didn't look great, but they won it. And after that, everything just kind of fell off a cliff. So it's just strange that they didn't do they didn't win any series after winning two at the start of the year. Yeah, I mean, my whole feeling is it's deja vu all over again, right? Isn't that you know uh, yeah. a joke expression I've heard? And you know, just to bring this up and and kind of to to dive into it. One, I know we'll probably spend some more time on Class A, but for as much as people are are freaking out. With Class A, 
uh, through 14 in the third innings, which I believe he has had the most appearances in baseball so far this year. Side note, he still has an ERA under two, a 1.88. I know he's not missing as many bats, but you know what? I can recall doing this very podcast a year ago and having people tell me he shouldn't be a closer because he doesn't miss bats. I've never seen someone with his stuff not miss bats, I was told. Uh, if you're curious, in March of April of last year, he had a four yeah. Yes. Uh, but they said with his stuff. Now, Joe Borowski has uh, doesn't have stuff. But last year, he had a 491 ERA in March and April. And then he gave up uh, three runs in May and none in June, one in July, two in August, September, October. There was seven. That was his worst, second worst month. Um, yeah, he's he was a slow starter yeah. last year. Well, we will. We will see if that's the case. And with Ahmed Rosario. So le- this year, he's got a 61 rated weighted runs created plus. For those who don't know, I know people get mad at us with this. It is a stat that takes all of your data, compiles it down to one number, 100 being average. Uh, last year, what did he have in March and April? A 49. And what did he have in May? An 82. For his career, what does he have in March and April? I, why did, I don't know why I moved it away from that data. Um because that was not smart in 87 and in 99 for the first two months. These are guys doing what they always do. And Tito team starts slow and I'm not going to throw this team out. They were under 500, I believe at this time a year ago. And um, would I like them to play better? Yeah. Would I like them to beat up on the weak part of their schedule? Absolutely. Do I think that they are trash and that this season's over and that they're dead? No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, you could even do the other side of it. Miles Straw hit like his hair was on fire for the first month of the year, a year ago. Like, and then he he died to death. Him and it was a Freaky Friday situation with with him and Ahmed. Essentially, it's like whoop, and now the other guy's gonna hit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I you know where have the whiffs gone? Well, I mean, I I, did, I, I shouldn't have closed Here's... it to see if he didn't miss many bats a year ago at the start of the year. But he's not the big strikeout guy. That's why, like you know, I know listener Zach. Um, Fino MVP pointed out to me, it's like whenever I made a big deal a year ago, but oh, why, why are these in 99? Because he walks guys and extras. And Zach made a very good point. No, you use 99 because he misses bats. And like, he's the guy who misses right. bats. And in extra innings with a runner, innings. yeah, you want that. That's why you don't go to class A in extra innings because he's always been a contact guy. So yeah, his whiffs are down, but he wasn't, that wasn't his, his necessarily his drive. Yeah, I think the only thing you can look at, I know people on Twitter have been like, oh, class A is only throwing you know, 98 instead of 100. There's no 100-mile-hour cutters anymore. He was averaging 99 last year. Now he's averaging 97. I don't think the issue is one mile an hour. I really don't. I The only thing you can really look at, and he had a, a – his strikeout rate last year was 28.4%. That was good enough for 83rd percentile in baseball. This year, 7th percentile in baseball, 13.8. <laughs> the walks are a little up, which is concerning. But the only thing you can really look at, um, and I know the Guardians have asked him to pitch up in the zone more because they think he's going to miss more bats. And I kind of wonder, I'd have to look at the data, but does he have a harder time throwing to the top of the zone? Like naturally, does that is that what's hurting him is trying to make that adjustment? His la- The launch angle for hitters against him have gone from below one to five, which, hey, five is still not a good launch angle, let's be honest yeah. here. Yeah, it's not optimal, so it's still not good, but it's higher than it was a year ago. But I don't know. I keep looking at the pitch clock for Class A. Like last year, between pitches, he was taking 22 seconds with the bases empty and 26 seconds with runners on base. This year, with runners on base, it's 17 seconds because of the rules. And with bases empty, it's 16 seconds. I can't help but think that that is a lot of what's going on here. And I, I think he'll be fine. I think 
he will get used to it because he's going to have to. But I, I can't help but wonder if that is kind of the big picture here of, of what has happened to him so far. Yeah. Maybe that's just a, a confirmation bias sort of thing. I'm not 100% sure on this, but that's my guess. No, we should, uh, we should take that break and then flip back around um, to discuss more of our feelings kind of on this team this weekend this year. And oh, you pulled it up for there. We go eBay Motors. We have a brand new Chiron there. If you're watching online, that's what they call them, right? Like that, I know that from the Sports Night TV show. I just remember Chirons. Um, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle, every part needs to fit just right. So, next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Motors guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions may apply. So, real quick, and, we kind of move on. Oh, before we do that... uh Make sure to check out the games this week on uh, Sirius XM Radio against the Yankees. Yeah, so I want to, I want to. We talked about the bullpen a little bit, real quick. Going forward, so Logan Allen and Bybee remain in the rotation. That's a good, it's a good sign. Um, I know people are going to say the month of April was ugly, and it was. It wasn't pretty. Like I said, they survived. But I said last April, at the end of the month. Mercado was gone. Bowers was gone. Um, was Bowers on this team last year at some point? I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. Now he's with the Yankees. Yeah. We'll get to see him this I week. Know, we'll talk. Uh, maybe. We'll talk about that. Um, um, no, probably, he hadn't played but, for the 20. No, because they traded him in 21 for uh, Cassetta. That's right. Oh, yeah. Damon Cassetta sub super who is gone now. Okay, yeah. so they got rid of Bradley last year. They got rid of Mercado. They got rid of Zimmer. They got rid of Chang. They moved on from a lot of dead weight on this roster last April. That was a good hey, thing, hey, right? Hey, you're going to get Hiram mad at us. Well, Chang's doing really good in, April, in Boston right now. We saw him all weekend hitting home runs, right? Um, I, I feel bad for you, Chang. Nice guy. But anyway. He's a really nice guy. I, I Listen, yes. I, I, I will root for That's not for what I came here to do. Yeah, I will root for Hiram to be right because Chang is the yeah. type of dude that you want to be successful. Fair enough. But they cut all that dead weight last April, and they went nine and whatever, 12. It wasn't a good month, but they they moved on. They Quan was up. They had a lot of younger guys playing last year, finally. Same thing has happened this April. They didn't want to go to Bybee. They didn't want to go to Logan Allen. They didn't want to go to Peyton Battenfield. They were forced to. And I think long-term, that's a good thing, because this team is so slow to make those decisions and to make those moves and to, to start – turn the wheels in that direction. They were forced to this time and Biden Allen looked great. Peyton Battenfield kind of, you know, he's good. He's fine. He's got a role. Uh, he doesn't really, unfortunately fit in the tier with those two. He he has a major league role somewhere, uh, maybe on this roster, but the point is they have, they've already gone to these pitching prospects. They didn't want to go to that. They were going to, at some point, I think Cleveland in the long term will be better for that because 
now these guys are up. They're pitching well. They're going to stick with them. These guys aren't going back down. I'm sorry. I don't think so. They're up here. They're pitching well. And it's going to be hard to make an argument to do this. I think they'll be better for it in the long term. Was it ugly in April because of the injuries and they didn't want to do it? Yes. But I think over the course of the season, this will wind up being a good thing because it got these two pitchers up here. And now you feel like Bieber and McKenzie and Bybee and Allen as your four and figure out the fifth later. Those four are going to get you through good points of the season. The offense will come along at some point and hopefully the bullpen will as too. And, and I just want to say one thing, like I've seen a lot of people comment online about like saying it's silly when we, when I talk about the super two stuff, money matters. And, you know, if you're paying a guy more early then he's going to make more down the line. So will they just run? Will this, these pitchers be here and stay? They could be. Um, if they're moved down, it is through that. And if you think that team doesn't boil that into their conversations, that you're naive. Uh, that being said, right now, the t- Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee clearly give you your best chance to win. So it hurts if they do do that, but there is a logic to it. So you know what? You know, when Super 2 doesn't matter, Jeff, when you sign these guys when to a contract guys- extension. I mean, it would be great if they just announced one of those. Like, I mean, I've been on... I mean, you and I are both like Bybee. Let's just get it done. Like he seems ecstatic to be here. He seems like he, you know, I feel like he would, he would at least consider, I could be wrong. Uh, you know, I've, I've not heard anything from the family or anything like that. Or the, the agents who helped, you know, when we set up things, but he, in our interview with him, like he felt like someone who feels really comfortable here in that matters. Yep. Don't worry about Super 2. Sign, get, get a contract extension done, and then you don't got to worry about these kind of things. All right, what to look for in the month of May? It is going to be a tough month. Uh, the Yankees the Yankees are not in great shape. Okay, for all the, the – talk about the Yankees. The Yankees right now are only 23rd in baseball and runs scored. Okay, they are not much better than the Guardians offensive. The Guardians' OPS is 664. The Yankees' OPS right now is 677. They are not a ton better than the Guardians' Their pitching's not great. Aaron Judge might be hurt. Poor Jake Bowers has been Rake Bowers in the minors this year. Don't be careful because the Yankees might have done it again with Jake Bowers like they did with Gio Urshela. He got called up to replace um, somebody in left field. Somebody got hurt. I can't remember who. But Judge is hurt too, but we don't know yeah. how long he'll be out for. Bowers made a good play in and left that's field the thing. In Texas over the weekend and then got hurt. They're... Uh... They are so thin. It's the same thing I talked about before with them. And I, the Yankees fans mm-hmm. got very mad in these very comments when I said it. But, I mean, come on. When you use it, Jake Bowers, that is a sign that you are thin. Um, I wish I was as thin as the Yankees are right now. But uh, Franchi Cordero stopped hitting, who destroyed that his was, team yeah. last week. So that's who was sent down for him. Um, and, again, you're, 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 you're getting Garrett Cole, which stinks. Um, by the way, that Tuesday matchup should be super fun. But the Monday versus Cole, that's going to be fun. Yeah. But, like, Monday and Wednesday, you can argue Cleveland has the superior pitcher in each of those matchups. Yeah, I mean, Cal Cronshaw has not fared well against the Yankees going back to his uh, playoff starts. So, who knows how that's going to go. But, yeah, Beaver versus Clark Schmidt, you should have a good chance in that game. I saw uh, someone sent me a tweet that was talking about – it was from a Yankees fan. The Yankees fan was like, uh, the Yankees should have a puncher's chance this weekend because they have – the better pitching matchup in two of the three games, the guy didn't have any idea who Tanner Bybee was. And I'm like, mess around and find out. You don't know who Tanner Bybee is I mean, now. I, I, I still think 
Garrett Cole is is probably. I mean, I think in the future, well, obviously the the body of work. Yes, but uh, and he's hasn't he pitched well this year? I feel like maybe I'm completely off my rocker on this, but I mean, he's been. Yeah, I mean, he's got a FIP of 208. He's been really good this year. So, like, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball in the early goings. Not missing as many bats, but he's, you know, his his home, he hasn't, after all of his struggles with home runs, he hasn't given up a home run this year, which is rare for him. And so, like, Cleveland's going to be hitting a bunch of bombs. So, um, you know, we'll have to see. But, yeah, I mean, like, like, like I said, I'm a huge Bobby guy, but I'm going to give the edge to Cole. I just, I am. Oh, I mean, you have to, but it's still going to be a fun matchup. And yeah, but yeah, if, if you're like, like he's you a, a chance if, if you're a Yankees fan who's like, oh, who's this bum? Then it's just that's the same guy who thought Esteban Florial was going to net them like Shane Bieber. Hey, Clint Frazier and um, Miguel Andahar are on the same team. Didn't the Pirates sign? No, the White Sox signed Clint Frazier over the weekend. So he so went from one go. Chicago team to the other. No, he was with Texas. Was it Texas? Oh, his Cubs the year ago. So he just he's yeah, it was back. Cubs a year ago when he was Jackson. Yeah. Now he's Clint again. Yeah. Um, also related to Clint Frazier news, uh, Justice Sheffield released over the week, oh, last week by the Mariners. He's only like 28. He's still pretty young, which is wild to me, but uh, just goes to show you, man. Best player Great from prospects. that deal, JP Fireisen. Who's currently I mean, hurt. Hurt, but he has been the most successful. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Just, just. Yeah, he is. It's it's sad. And he was the best player from that trade was Andrew Miller. Let's be honest. Yes, yeah, but he was the fourth piece, and I mean, I thought that was such a rich deal. I'm kind of, I it's it's been interesting to watch. Yeah, uh, (laughs) trade the prospects. I'm not I'm not saying trade you know Bybee or any of these guys, but but when you know you you can trade the prospects. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like there was there were serious question marks in all those dudes. Yes, it hurt at the time to trade Clint Frazier. but I mean, his first year in the minors was not great. He 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 did some work to improve and get better. But listen, you and I knew the stories, so <laughs> we do. Oh, we, yeah, for sure. It's the upside of working in the minors, we know where the bodies are buried, and we knew there was enough stuff with you know certain players. You just get to find things out. That's the best part. You go every single day. No one can keep their mouth shut about anything, and it's not necessarily people working there, but it's like. Even the players themselves can let things slip. You're like, oh, I don't think you're supposed to say that. So you spend enough time around guys, you get to see stuff, um, and you kind of know. And that's that's really what uh, how teams should should scout. They should employ um, bloggers to give them the uh, what they see at the stadium, the inside view. You never know. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun week, though. I mean, you know, yeah, Domingo Herman's not very good. The Yankees are not are are beat up as they have been. You got Bybee, that should give you a chance. You got Bieber. I feel like this is a series Cleveland should reasonably have a chance to win. And hopefully, I don't know, it's going to come down to the bullpen again. The bullpen's got to be better than it has been. That's, to me, the biggest issue. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, we'll get henches. It'll get figured out. Class A will, you know, flip a switch like he did kind of a year ago. And things will settle in. And, you know, maybe maybe Hunter Gaddis ends up being a bullpen savior this year. You know, he's looked good when he's given those opportunities. Maybe it's Curry stays in that role. Maybe, um, you know, we'll have to see. But they've got – the nice thing is they have options, right? Like, if someone fails, the next guy can come up. They do have options, absolutely. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe we'll see Daniel Spino there before the year ends. He's, isn't he 
gonna pitch off. The, I'm kidding. I'm I'm just I'm I'm he throwing resumed throwing right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that was the infamous tweet. Resume throwing, even though he hadn't. But uh, again, media literacy. Watch where you get things. Thank you all for listening, rating and reviewing, downloading. It helps again. Sorry for the tech issues and just general issues. The Friday show. I will give a bonus video. Go check that out on YouTube if you want a little more information and the full mock. Um, I'm going to still do draft stuff. I still don't have a formal announcement I can make on that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, but I, I've got a, a home, um, once that officially is all put together. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, remember to download daily rate and review comment, all that fun stuff and go, go guardians go.